What's up, guys? Artist Version 1 here, and welcome back to another edition of the Three-Way Dance Wrestling Podcast. And you can't have a three-way dance unless there's three of us. So joining me, as always, is my heart will go on, Shubs, a.k.a. Shelby. New Japan is an indie. <laughs> uh, and joining me, as always, is he was born on Mexican radio, Nick. I'm on a Mexican radio What's up, everybody? That song is weirdly good. I don't know what it is about that song. It's just, it's really strange and good. Yeah. Turn up your mic, Nick. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That's that. All right. So we got a show for you here tonight, of course. We're going to talk about AEW New Japan Pro Wrestling's offering of Forbidden Door Dose uh, here tonight. And, uh, you know, we're probably, me and Shelby are probably going to fight. So that's going to be good. Um, <laughs> I'm already, I've already mentally prepared for that one. Um, I don't plus, think I have. Plus, we're going to play the games you know and love. It came from eBay and the three-word dance. Plus, you know, all the little side segments. What's up, Nick's ass? His fact of the week. This time in history. Vintage pick of the week, all that. But before we get to that, we got to talk about some news. And there's not a lot of news. I couldn't find that much. So the first thing I want to talk about here, recently... Uh, Aubrey Edwards, you know, AEW referee, who uh, competed in her first match uh, alongside Mark Briscoe, Papa Briscoe against Jeff Jarrett's, you know, stable. You know, they're like one of the rare stables in fucking AEW that don't have a name. I mean, they had one match, I guess. You know, but what what is there to name? know what they are well i know but like still they usually have like a name for everything but like this is like the one stable that doesn't have a name you know anyway just called it planet jared again yeah there There you go go. uh but aubrey edwards uh decided that she is going to retire as a in-ring competitor undefeated thoughts I oh. was gonna actually have a match, let alone no, I retired. Like fuck you, bitch. <laughs> Not to mention in that match, she dressed as a fucking referee. Like, are you serious? Like, at least have some fucking gear made, you fucking clown-looking tool. Like, fuck, clown-looking tool. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, Nick. Let's start over. Tell us how you really feel. Fuck Aubrey Edwards. Okay. I'm game. It sounds like a lot of the people that we used to uh, play the wrestling games with who quote unquote retired. Oh, fuck. Every couple months. I'm retiring. What? You don't make any money at this. How do you retire from <laughs> something you don't make money at? <laughs> you got to collect a pension? That'd been sweet. We'd be living easy right now, man. Okay. Yeah. Well, especially if it was off every promo we wrote. Oh shit! <laughs> Even a dollar of promo would be all right. At least like me and Nick would be living easy. Mm, maybe I don't know. That one fucking time, I, you and I battled like fucking I don't know, like twenty promos back and forth yeah. one night. It was fucking yeah, ridiculous. And, yeah, Shubs and JTG. Cheers. Yeah, I think I finally just gave up. Yeah, <laughs> and I turned that into a promo. I was like, "You're damn right, you quit." Yeah, you know? <laughs> I had to go to bed. Uh, and the other bit of news I have here, uh, Vince McMahon, as we all know, retired sometime last year, and he just couldn't keep his fucking pudgy and grubby little fingers away 
from WWE. So he came back and we just thought, oh, okay, he's just going to run the board. But he was just like, no, I'm going to take a look at these scripts, see what's <laughs> going on. And he's like, I'm just going to change like one little. I have a feeling where it was like Vince, like, hey, hey, Paul, can I just change like one thing? Where, pal? And like Triple H is like squinting his eyes at him, like, what do you want to change? And he's like, well, you have this right here. Why don't we change it to this? And Hunter's just like, okay, all right, we'll change that. Then next week, and he's like, well, you know, I kind of noticed two things here. And then like last Friday, fucking Vince is just like, I don't like any of this shit. Uh, you rewrote the whole show again? Yeah, pretty much. Because um, apparently there was supposed to be a triple threat match between Butch, L.A. Knight, yeah, and um, yeah. Santos Escobar. And they cut that for L.A. Knight versus uh, Rey Mysterio. They were supposed to do Bailey defending her spot in the Money in the Bank match against Shotzi for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> but they cut that for no reason whatsoever as well. And this is all Vince's changes. So apparently people are frustrated, obviously, that Vince is getting his fucking greasy fingers all over the shows again. And there's a lot of concern here. So thoughts? This is what's up my ass. Okay. <laughs> this fucking sham of a fuck. Like, fuck. Like, well, you know what's super running short? Wait, 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 wait. Super running. Shut up. Hold on. <laughs> short on news this week Nick watch up your ass the fact that they're trying to find ways to prevent Vince from having his hand in creative it's very simple we discussed this on this podcast whenever it was we discussed it you write two scripts the script that circulates through talent and creative and whatever and the script that goes to Vince he can make any changes he wants to then when it comes time for air and he sees the like the on-air product, what's he going to do? He can't very well just be like, we're going off the air, pal. That's nah, not the way that works. Yeah, but that's not like gonna, he can't. He doesn't have, the, he doesn't have the power to fire anybody. And if he's a but remote, it's only going to work one time. Yes, but like it just is fucking... Like, here, Vince, here's the script. He's like, well, goddamn, pal, let's change this, change this, change this. How about that? And they're like, okay, Vince, you got it, buddy. You know, then the show goes on. Hey, did you make those changes? Like, sure did, Vince. Show goes on. He's like, this isn't the stuff I wrote. And he's like, I know, Vince. They only get away with that one time because he's not going to fall for the dummy script again. Are you sure, though? He's a senile old man. Oh, he I doesn't don't know. understand. He's just fucking like he looks like a fucking Rocky and Bullwinkle villain, like a villain. I, I don't know like what the fuck happened here. Or unless you just deliberately put out a shitty product so he gets fired. I, I don't know what else to do. Like fuck. But they the just need to bring they, out the rock's egg again and distract him with or, that. Or Triple H can have some balls and be like, fuck you. Or, hear me out, we kill him. Uh, there's an option. Hey, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if it's a good one. You could get one of them. <laughs> Sorry to be this way, but we could get a submersible that's cheaply built and supposedly safe. Hey, I hey, don't, I don't think Vince is going there. down. In a hey, hey, hey. Do not sink that low. 
Wow. Oh. One. <laughs> and that's where you do. Like, I mean, it's just, it's like, fuck, like, how many changes do you have to fucking make? Like, what? Well, although it did benefit benefit LA Knight this past Friday. Yeah. Yeah, why were they going to do a triple threat match anyway? For oh, money God. in the bank momentum. Yeah. In the bank momentum. So they get to climb the ladder first? No. What? <laughs> I'm just telling you what it was. Yeah, that's up my ass. How hard is it to fucking simply just supersede this guy? I say we burn down his house. I think that would be very difficult. Do that. <laughs> yeah, first off, we got to get to Connecticut. Second okay, off. Okay, you two are closer to Connecticut than I am. Like hell. Second off, we got to light like a multi-million dollar mansion on fire. I don't think that's going to be too easy. Probably going to have to dodge some dogs. Probably some security guards. Probably maybe a robot even Richard Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, if there's dogs and security guards, bam, we have a 45. <laughs> Boom, that's taken care of. Now you're talking about murder. Arson's <laughs> one thing. Murders okay, like, but it was a, but it was an option earlier for McMahon to die. Well, it was an option. I'm not saying I'm gonna do it. <laughs> Plus, you can't kill dogs on the internet, man. Like that shit doesn't fly. Well, we're not gonna broadcast right. it. Well, no, but we told people our plan. <laughs> That's basically the same thing nowadays. Okay, There's fine. There's gonna be fine. like okay, fine. We throw the dogs a stake. We we distract them. We kill the security guards though. No way. Well, witnesses. I mean that's fair. No witnesses. Yeah. 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 And it's up my ass. Vince and his greasy fucking hair and Diego mustache. I love the look, man. He just he looks like he such looks a villain like now. A it's fucking, fucking amazing. <laughs> Can you uh, imagine if he had that look when he actually was an on-screen character? I think it would have been brilliant. I wish he would have done it. All right, so that was the news and what's up, Nick's ass here. But uh, not a lot of news floating around this week. Mainly just interviews of old people and shit like what's that. What's up, my ass? And yeah, what's up your ass? Although you know, I do a lot of old people up his ass too. It, it, technically not news, but I'm curious what your thoughts on it. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter revealed that he oh. doesn't watch SmackDown just because Lacey Evans is on it, and because at first she was using the Cobra Clutch, now she's wearing the hat. And I'm just like, dude, how uptight do you got to be? And I'm not just saying this from the Lacey Evans mark inside me, but, like, I'm like, dude, like, really? To be yeah. fair, Lacey Evans is an actual vet of the U.S. military, whereas yeah. Sergeant Slaughter isn't. But he's like, yeah. I, was on, I was on G.I. Joe. <laughs> Who fucking cares? That's weird. I, I can't believe he actually said that. That's yeah, weird. he did. Yeah. And like his daughter yeah. went his daughter went off on Lacey Evans on Twitter, too. And Lacey basically just said, you know what? When you have some kids who want to, you know, come fight me and everything, then we'll talk. <laughs> Essentially, I mean, I'm paraphrasing. But. The fucking guy retired like 30 years ago. I'm pretty sure gimmick well, infringement isn't a thing anymore. Relevant. <laughs> I guess. Well, they wanted him to be her manager. And I guess he said no, and they went ahead with the gimmick anyway. Well, fine. I mean, fair, if he didn't want to do it, he, he didn't fair, want to do it, right? To be fair, is WWE is intellectual property. They own the likeness to that shit. 
But I was so on, like, but I was on GI Joe. Who fucking cares? <laughs> but he was Sergeant Slaughter cares, before pal. he got to the WWF. Yeah, I don't think he joined GI Joe till later though. Oh, GI Joe. Yeah. Okay. Fair. All right. So that. Was the news this week? Now we're gonna move on to our games we like to play. Here, it came from eBay, and the three were dance. And we start with it came from eBay, where I list uh, three wrestling-related items uh, from eBay. And I'm going old school. I'm gonna go back to like when we. I'm going to my pages to where you know y'all used to have to guess the price of it, right? Um, because I didn't look up any new stuff this week. But we're still so, playing it the same way. We're still playing it the same way. So yeah. these are okay. like old items that y'all probably heard before. And these are probably long gone from eBay. So these are probably the old prices. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. So your first three. Wrestling nerds. What was that? We're wrestling nerds. Come on. Think about yeah. it. How many of us are there? Yeah. Uh, turn up your mic a little more, please. Yes. Sorry, I was sitting far away. Sneak into it a little bit closer. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) All right. So your first three are, is it a WWE CM Punk air freshener? Your car, you know, the little car air fresheners you hang from your rearview mirror. This is shaped like CM Punk, and it smells like broken UFC dreams. Um, No, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Smells like bite marks from your friend. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but it is a sealed CM Punk air freshener from the WWE, or is it the Canadian Playboy from 2007 that features Maurice on the cover, or is it, or is it the China Queen of the Ring porno movie poster? Uh, as some of us know, after China. Did her One Night in China movie with uh, X-Pac, of all people. She was offered a, a four or five picture movie deal, which she uh, which she took. And Queen of the Ring being one of those pictures. And this is a uh, poster from the movie. So which one of these three were going for the price, or for highest price on eBay? Oh, shit. Um, the Maurice Playboy. Closer to the mic, Nick. The Maurice Playboy. We did hear you, but um, I don't think it's the air freshener. I think I'm going to go with the Playboy as well. Points, both of you. Yeah, okay. Because that Playboy was going for the price of $99.97. I'm sorry. I've seen Mm. them picks, too. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Miz is a lucky man. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, All right, your next three. Is it a megaphone signed by the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart? Or is it a Hulk Hogan gear set? Now, I actually used to have fucking have one of these. Um, It is a uh, actually it's like a what they call a workout set. Uh, You get the Hulk Hogan T-shirt that says Hulk rules. You get two armbands that say Hulk rules and you get a headband that says well, Hulk rules. I think I remember uh, this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, or is it the 1990s Hulk Hogan sealed yo-yo? This is oh, I remember this one, too. Yeah, it's a sealed yo-yo and has Hulk Hogan on the side that says, I'll go up and down for you, brother. Uh, 
I mean, am I wrong? Don't say that to everyone you meet. What? I'll go up and down for you, brother. I mean, am I wrong? <laughs> no, you're not. Which one of these three were going for the highest price on eBay? I'll go up and down for you, brother, dude. You're saying the yo-yo then? Yeah. You know what? Just because it's signed, I'm going to go with the megaphone. You know, I don't pick a lot of signed items, but uh, no points. Oh, damn. Uh, yeah, uh, you were actually looking for the gear set, going for the price of $375. Well, I'll shift wow. gears for you, brother. Well, let me tell you something, dude. We'll shift them gears and get you to where you need to go, brother. <laughs> All right, now your last three are actually going to come from the ass blaster section. Oh, nice. Yeah. The blast from the past. There you go, the That's old ass was a blaster. Bit late tonight. I was set to be earlier, and then I kind of had a, an ass blaster of my own, so to speak. There you go. He did not need to know that. One of these items, I, I believe we actually just talked about recently, so this is the old price of it, essentially. So your first one being, is it the Hulk Hogan electric toothbrush? Still Hulk sealed in teeth, the package. Brother. Yep. Or is it a WrestleMania 11 foam football? WrestleMania 11, of course, the fame main event of LT versus Bam Bam Bigelow. So why not have a football with the WrestleMania 11 logo on it? Fuck yeah. Or is it the WWF Vintage Attitude Cologne from 1998? Which one of these three are going for? were going for the highest price on eBay? WrestleMania 11 football. The cologne. Points. Nick. Damn. Yes. Because that football was going for the price of $1,999.99. Yeah, 99 yeah. cents. I forgot these were ass blasters. Yeah, there you go. Because <laughs> when you first started saying that, I was like, what? <laughs> Jesus. That's still uh, a lot. And now we're going to move on to our uh, other game we like to play, the three-word dance, which uh, started out as a game where we named three words that relate to a wrestler, but that went bye-bye a long time ago. <laughs> Shows up every now and then, but um, yeah, your first three here are, um, let's see here. Okay. Um, heart, Diamond, Club. AJ Styles? No. Blackjack? No. Blackjack Mogan. No. Blackjack Bradshaw. No. Razor Ramon. No. What? The Elite. The Elite? Yeah. No. No. DDP. No. Art Diamond Club. Club. Natalia. No. Shanna Baszler. Damn. Goddamn. Queen of Spades, Sh Shanna Baszler. Fuck. That was good. All right. My first three. Harley. Kawasaki. Triumph. Undertaker. Nope. Chuck Palumbo. Nope. 
fired a Motor City. Motor City machine guns? Nope. Fuck. You're right about those all being different kinds of motorcycles. Different brands of motorcycle to be uh, no, exact. Aces and eights. Tattoos. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Disciples of Apocalypse? Nope. No. The Maguires? Nope. Oh, good one, though. Shama cool? Nope. Fuck. Huh? She rode on a motorcycle with Chuck Palumbo. Oh, yeah, I forgot they were a thing. Eric Bischoff. Nope. Damn. Garrett Bischoff. No. Uh, Mike Knox. Nope. D'Lo Brown. Nope. Mr. Anderson. Nope. Anderson. No. Uh, Devon? No. Fuck. I've already said Aces and Fuck. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the blanket group doesn't mean shit when there's that many members. And you said Garrett Bischoff after that, so fuck you. You know, when fuck. you can learn to be a big boy and talk into the mic up close, then I'll listen to you. I'm talking to the mic, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> this goddamn far away. That, that doesn't sound that much different to me, so fuck you. I don't fucking know what you're fucking getting out of here. Yeah, <laughs> I, got, I got nothing. All right, so Harley, Kawasaki, and Triumph are types of, types of motorcycles. Wait, so wait, is, wait, 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 before you say it. Magnum yeah. TA. No. Okay. Good go guess. Uh, so is a Suzuki for Minaro oh, Suzuki. Oh, come on. <laughs> Next three words steps, activity, movement. Steps, activity, movement. Dexter Loomis. No. Sam Shaw. No. And before either of you guess Sam Adonis, no. It has nothing to do with the fucking initials. Sammy Callahan. No. Sammy Guevara. No, and no, it's not Sammy Zane. <laughs> El Generico. No. <laughs> Is it Buff Bagwell? No. God damn, these are fucking bag. Are they just bag though? Yes. No, they yeah. they're they're all synonyms for something. Mm. Yep. Steps, activity, and movement. Steps, activity. Movement are all synonyms for walk, moonwalk, Ricky Starks. 
No. Fuck. Jeff Jarrett. No. Rick Flair. Same roster. No, no, no. Before you said Ric Flair, same roster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, but no. Jay Lethal? No. Yeah. Jeff Jarrett? No. He's, he's, uh, oh, yeah, it just dawned to me when I said it. Hint. Hint being... NASCAR legend he shares this last name with. Oh! <clears throat> okay. Steps, activity, and movement are synonyms for a word. And then you put that ahead of the next word, which is also the last name of a, of a NASCAR legend. Action and ready? There you go, action and treading. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> that took too much work. There was too much fucking... <laughs> movement are all synonyms for action. Who's the uh, NASCAR legend? Mario and Mario and Oh, okay. The only one I could think of is Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> I kept thinking Earnhardt. I was thinking too. I was like, Earnhardt? Fucking... Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other guy, the uh, the fucking... The guy with the mustache. I can't think the of guy who drives cars? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Do you watch the curious? Did you watch that uh, F1 doc they had on like Netflix or whatever? No, no, no. Okay, I thought that's why you came up with this randomly, but anyways. No. All right, your next three for me are gonna be. Let's go with. Uh, okay, let's see if you get this one. Hot vest, tomato. Best. Nydia. No. Dean Ambrose. No. Jason Jordan. No. Hot best tomato. 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 Hot best tomato. Listen to how I'm saying tomato. Taz? <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> what? Hot because of the aces and eight angle where he's like, is it hot in here? And he revealed the aces and eight vest and tomato. He'd always be like, oh, man, that's a hot tomato right there. You know, fuck. <laughs> I didn't think that would give it away. Fuck. I like that. Wow. And um, the other thing he used to always say was, uh, don't call me Shirley. And I think that was mostly on one of the video games. But he had some great like isms, you know, like he said a lot of weird shit. <clears throat> All right. My next three. Wasp. Scorpion. Sting. Yeah. I thought that might go quick. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Gee, fuck. All right, next three words. Seven. Big. Firm. Fur? Fur? Firm. Firm. Um, Big Bill. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Seven feet tall. Okay. Uh, your last three from me. Oh fuck. Let's go with. Um. All right. Emerald. 
Opal Ruby. Crown Jewel. No. Anthony Green. No. Simon Diamond. No. The Diamond Mine. No. Uh, Robert Stone. No. May Young. No. Say those again. Emerald, Opal, Ruby. Uh, your hint being it's also oh no wait no, no, no that wouldn't work Um, it's a lot of words to write no, shut up this person's finishing move is also a song by Aerosmith oh god Emerald, Opal, Ruby, and this person's finishing Jake Cargill. God damn it. <laughs> nice. Finishing move is Jaded, Aerosmith by Jaded, Emerald, Opal, Ruby, all jewels, Jade, Jade Cargill. That was a weird guess, too. I was running through Aerosmith's songs in my head. Has she been on Dynamite since she lost the belt? Nope. No, she's taking time off. Okay, yeah, I thought I heard that. Yeah. All right. My last three. Precipitation. Sprinkle. Drizzle. Blood rain. Nope. Hurricane. Nope. Kazuchika Okada. Correct. The Rainmaker. Wow. My last three words... Complete, total, utter. What was the last one? Utter. Utter? Yeah. Like a cow's utter? Well, or I got utter, utter. Utter. Yeah, okay. T-E-R, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ricky Starks? Damn it, fuck! <laughs> Complete, total, and utter are synonyms for absolute. You motherfucker. <laughs> I felt like a we quick game of three-word dance. We, I was about to say, we didn't do any initial ones. No. The initial ones are getting harder to come by, I think. You know? I don't know. Yeah, they're getting uh, harder to come by. All right, so that sweet. was three-word dance, and it came from eBay. We are just zooming past tonight's Yeah. Yeah. Um, now we're going to move on to our review of Forbidden Door 2. But before we do that, we want to give a quick shout out to the great people over at MoviesRUSA.biz. Uh, and if you haven't heard about MoviesRUSA.biz, then stop skipping this part of the podcast or start listening to the podcast. Because I'm starting to notice, you know, 
Like, there's a question in the Q&A later that I, I forgot to mention at the top of the show that we're doing. But there's a question in the q and I'm like, that just proves that people just do not listen to this show. <laughs> you know? But... Uh, what movies are USA.biz is it is a great website where you can head on over and find those streaming TV shows or hard to find movies and TV shows that have either never been released on physical media or haven't been released on physical media in quite a long time. And they, he will slap them on Blu-ray or DVD uh, by special request movies only, not TV show for a great reasonable price. And if that price just isn't great or reasonable enough for you, you can use our checkout code that being three way. The word order number doesn't matter which one you use because either one is going to save you 50% on your purchase. And on top of all that, the old days of moviesareusa.net used to have to spend $50 to get free shipping. International listeners had to pay the exact shipping regardless. Not anymore. Moviesareusa.biz now offers free first class um, shipping regardless of the amount you spend. Free first-class international shipping, regardless of the amount you spend. And we know Canada's listening. They're our number one listening base. We know France is listening. Hungary, United Arab Emirates. We haven't had any new countries listening in a while. So, you know, call call your uh, message or pen pals. Let them know. Like, hey, I listen to this cool podcast. Um, you know, it's not, uh, it's not Jim Cornette or anything like that. But, you know, hey. Listen to them. They're good. Uh, let them know we're on Amazon, Apple, Spotify. Anyway, we're not pimping ourselves out. We're pimping moviesareusa.biz. Uh, so head on over there where they have over 3,500 titles to choose from. Everything from wrestling, uh, Broadway musicals, movies, television shows, those streaming shows. Don't want to spend 15 bucks a month to get Netflix. Just want to check out the the new show, Exo Kitty, which was an amazing uh, 10 episode show spun off from the movies uh, to all the boys I love before. Don't want to pay the 15 bucks a month just to watch that. Pay 15 bucks, get it on Blu-ray. Yours to keep forever. Don't have to worry about Netflix purging that later where most of these uh, streaming services are like, Hey, we made this show, but we're going to take it off. See, that's why you always want to have a backup on physical media. So you can have it. So head on over to moviesareusa.biz today. Use that checkout code three-way. Save yourself 50% on your purchase and let them know that the three-way dance wrestling podcast sent you. All right. So let's get into Forbidden Door here, which came from your neck of the woods. Toronto, did you, did I take it? Neither of y'all decided on going. No, no uh, I have a friend that went. And uh, his only thing that he said to me was that he loved it. He thought it was great. Really? And I was like, well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for him because he was, um, I know he was on the floor. I think he was like 10 rows back. I'm not sure if he was on hard camp side, but I didn't see him. So, hmm. yeah. And um, they're kicking it off with the AEW world title match. MJF taking on the ace, Kairuna Tanahashi. What's his first name? Hiroshi Tanahashi. Um, and my first thing I wrote down was, why the fuck is this match kicking off the show? Because MJF wanted to get out early. What? Yeah. I can't hear you. Because MJF wanted to get out early, fuck. Oh. He didn't uh, want to get any on him. I love this fucking shirt, though. New Japan is an indie. <laughs> yeah, but still, when you're the it's AEW wrong. world champion and shit, I think this should have been at least further in the show. They should have had more of a fucking rivalry for him going into this. It just kind of felt like this was thrown in there. And really, they had- like, they should have had this as um, 
MJF versus Adam Cole. I know it's not a fucking New Japan versus AEW. Uh, no, I don't think you want two world champions. Or Tetsuya Nato. Mm, Yeah, I mean, if you build it, I guess, but... Um, and They had the two announcers tonight, Justin Roberts and the Japanese one, which I feel bad for the Japanese one, because the, uh, announced team just kept cutting them off. Um, but they're, but they're in Canada. But they're in Canada. How come there was no French announcer? Because they're in Toronto. Who cares? That Japanese announcer was fucking dope. Who is um, this guy's fucking height? Like, and Tanahashi. I like the, uh, the referee Bryce Rimsberg. The referee Bryce Rimsberg for this match. I, I like that. You know, there's always that trope in wrestling matches where like the ref doesn't hear the crowd and shit. Uh, uh, he was actually listening to the crowd in this. Like whenever Man. MJF was grabbing the rope, the crowd like he's grabbing the rope, and he looks at the crowd like he's grabbing the rope. <laughs> And then he goes over there and shit. You know, so I actually kind of like that little detail there. I like uh, how he, he, MJF had the rope and he, the ref starts counting. Yeah. And he gets the four and MJF's like, what are you going to do, dipshit? And the ref just fucking kicks his hand off. <laughs> That's what I'm going to fucking do. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> um, great flipping senton by Tanahashi. Um, nice rolling elbow into the shoulder breaker. Um, I, I laughed at the... Uh, the fake punch into the eye poke by MJF. Yeah. Um, did anybody notice the elbow pad on MJF? No. Ace's ass. <laughs> what it said. Um, oh, yeah. Here's something I don't get. Let me point this out. So the referee's distracted putting back the fucking AEW title and shit. Tanahashi rolls up MJF. The referee's distracted. Even though there's no count, why isn't MJF kicking out? I think he then knows all of a that sudden, there's no count, and he's just getting a breather. But then all of a sudden, the referee starts counting, and he kicks out of two. Yeah. Why not kick it, out when you're pit? I, I don't know. I, it's something it's, it's a small thing, right? It's, yeah. it's not like a, yeah. Sloppy no, I get sloppy. it. And uh, that fucking ring, I'm tired of seeing that goddamn ring. All the fucking what diamond dozen or whatever. Yeah, it was fucking yeah. Um, yeah. Overall, I, I thought this was a decent match. I, I I just think it should have been later in the show. I mean, this is AEW's world title. You know, this isn't WWE that's been around for fucking fifty years, mm. where like you can get away with throwing a WWE world title match as the opening fucking match if you build the card correctly. Yeah. You know? This is a fucking yeah, you know, essentially a brand new company. They're not yeah. at the point where they can start their fucking shows with a world title match. You know? Uh, but with that being said, three stars. Two and a half for me. For the same reasons. Um, I thank mean, look how insightful he's... review. What's that? I said thank you for that insightful review. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just didn't have anything else to say about it. I thought, okay, it was perfect for an opener. Because clearly we were going to get more from what was to come rather than this. Like, I just, it didn't sell well on TV. They didn't really, MJF didn't want the match and storyline to begin with. So it's just good. It was kind of I really don't cool. think he Two wanted the half. match personally either. Um, there, yeah, well, that's that's better, Nick. All right, go ahead. <laughs> but um, I, look at how he's been booked too. 
like that four four pillars match, that wasn't the main event. And it wasn't yeah. really a great It should have been, but it wasn't. You could argue that, but it wasn't a great feud for him. I still fucking think that it should have been him and Darby and the main event. That would have been fucking amazing. But anyways, we're at Forbidden Door. Um, this was a foregone conclusion. Who was winning this match? There's no way MJF was dropping the belt here. Uh, but, I mean, I just, I love MJF. His typical heel shit uh, is, I, I like the match. I gave it a four out of five. It might have been a little bit high, but I just love seeing MJF. Uh, next. Oh, we're about to get real fucking. Oh yeah, this next up we have uh, CM Punk taking on Kojima. Satoshi uh, Kojima. Thank you. Um, they turned on Punk before he even came out. <laughs> and did, did did Punk kick everybody's dog in the arena before he came out? And no, what the Larry fuck did Punk? them all. And what the fuck did? Punk due to Canada. Like they're all it, it just shows you that these are all young buck fans. But basically. like two weeks ago, I was like, yeah, fucking punk's back. And then here in Canada, I'm like, fuck him in the ass. It's it's gonna be interesting going forward seeing how different cities react. Obviously, Chicago's gonna be very into punk, right? Mm-hmm. If they do go to Cucamonga, which I don't know if they've ever been to Cucamonga, but they'll probably be very against. I would I would suspect a lot of um, California in general would Winnipeg and see what happens. But Winnipeg would be interesting as well. It uh, just it'll be interesting to see, especially now these back how the fans react to CM Punk and how they react to the elite. It's going to be interesting. Uh, Punk doing the Hogan leg drop, I thought was kind of weird and funny. I thought that was funny more than anything. Yeah, that was fuck. Oh, that was fucking brilliant. And everything with the hands and like oh, yeah. and then. Oh, he was hamming it up for that. Oh, no, when he yeah. did the elbows in the drunk corner. Kojima! Kojima! <laughs> yeah. Kojima! <laughs> he start, I think he started saying Lariat and then turned it to yeah. Kojima. <laughs> uh, like, Kojima was on the top rope, and I think Kevin Kelly was just like, Kojima, he has a heavy elbow, and then he dropped that elbow right on his dick, and I was like, yeah, that was a heavy elbow. Yeah, no oh, shit. God. Um. Kojima hit a nice cutter. It was a beautiful looking cutter. Uh, I like the finish. Uh, same as the first match. Uh, uh, three stars. Three stars for this one for me. Simply, what what the reason is though is because there was something with Kojima's selling that I just didn't like. And uh, also those machine gun shots. Match, I was just like, there's something about the way this guy is selling. I'm not sure I'd like here. Um, I mean, I've had my shit to say with punk but like this was like he did what he needed to do and what he's known for and then showed respect to kojima after the match with the handshake and shit so yeah three stars here fucking beautiful i fucking loved every second of this it was just so great he was hamming it up to the toronto fans that were booing the shit out of him oh my god this is great i am looking forward to everything he does and the cmftr shirt was really cool too I did like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I gave it a four out of five as well. Mm. Next up, we have a fatal four-way match for the international championship. Orange Cassidy taking on Daniel Garcia, Zack Saber Jr., and Tatsuya Shibata. Katsuyori Shibata. Thank you. Um, and when did Daniel Garcia become a Das Wonder Kid? Did I, I don't that? fucking know, but I fucking don't like it because that dance is fucking goofy and fuck him. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's fucking weird. 
uh, Zack Sabre Jr.'s uh, t- title just looks like something somebody tried to make in 2K and just said fuck it and gave up. It kind of looks like an actual television, which I kind of liked. Maybe that's what they were going for. I didn't get it. Just looked I like think so. Like I said, it looked like somebody made it in 2K and just said fuck it and gave up. How um, old is that title? Because that wasn't always around. It's rather new. Because he's the inaugural champion of whatever. Is he it is. okay? Yeah. Um, I I did like the uh, I think it was Orange Cassidy. Like he went for a kick and they kept passing his foot around. I thought that was cool. Um, <laughs> Shibata and Zack Zaber Jr. kept going at it with each other, and Daniel Garcia is trying to get involved, and they kept pushing him away. Then finally, he started doing the fucking Wonder Kid dance again, and then they just beat the shit out of him for it. Uh, I Zach thought that Saber was Junior is the New Japan Pro Wrestling World Television Channel. World Television, that's what it is. Um, but I thought them beating the shit out of Garcia over dancing was hysterical. Uh, I wrote Zach down Zach now Zach this fuck Garcia. I wrote stupid. down. I wrote down now this is Suplex City because they all just kept giving each other vertical suplexes. Um, did it? Oh yeah, and why does Orange Cassidy take off a fucking elbow pad to do an orange punch? This is fucking dumb. Okay. Yeah. Um, Sorry, the gimmick has expired for me at this point. No, it's still good. I still like it, but it just no. didn't. It just didn't make any fucking sense. So, like, why he keeps taking off an elbow pad to do a punch? You know, that'd be like if I were taking off a fucking knee pad to do an elbow drop. Because he's a dummy, dummy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think if, uh, you know, up until this point, I think they were doing a good job of like not disappearing for moments at a time, and then there was once uh, Orange Cassidy and I think it was Shibata sat down in the middle of the ring and started slapping each other. I just wrote down, well, Toby's pissed. Um, <laughs> nice reversals by uh, Zach Zaber Jr. Zach, Zach Saber Jr. Uh, great save by Garcia on the ZSJ. Good finish. I really enjoyed this. Four and a half stars. Zach Saber Jr. made this match for me. Um, and I feel bad that he had to put up with a lot of the- bullshit within like Garcia's dancing and Orange Cassidy's other horse shit so only three stars for this one fuck man I thought this was your seven star match really oh hell I no. did because I kind of forgot about a match later on that I'm pretty sure was your is your seven star match and it was funny because it was like the next match I had to watch too um but anyways back to this one I started watching it I looked down at my phone and then I looked up, and it was over, and I was happy. Zero out of five. But you didn't even watch it. I saw parts of it, and that was enough for me. You know what? That's fair. That's why it didn't get a negative rating, because I didn't no. watch it. Oh, my God. The booking, this was... the booking of these four in this match was actually fucking atrocious, because they could have just done so much more. There are there three so champions many. in this match. Why so do any of them want any options. of these titles? I there were so many it. other options than putting the four of these guys together. No, just oh my god! Many other options. This is supposed to be a dream match card, and only two of the matches were dream matches. One of which we've seen before. Yeah. The rest was just we have to book versus cards. AEW yeah. versus New Japan. So we're gonna throw the fucking dart at the dartboard and see what fucking happens. Yeah. All right, give me four darts. Okay. Orange Cassidy. How we got Jungle Zach Boy Saber Jr. Sonata. 
Yeah. No, I I don't I don't think you gave Shelby. I don't think you gave this match the proper. Like, oh, I time. gave this match the proper time. No. I gave it three seconds. That was good enough. No, 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 yeah. no, no. Yeah. Um. Next up, though, is uh, Sonata defending the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship against Jungle Boy. Um, I love that they gave they gave Red Shoes uh his props. Everybody started chanting. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Everybody started chanting "Red Shoes, Red Shoes," and like the he's looking around like what? And like even Jungle Boy and Sonata like pointed to him like yeah, yeah. And then he took a bow and everything. I thought that was a really cool moment there. Um, a good double leapfrog and drop kick by Sonata. Um, you know they they made a big deal about this fucking paradise lock shit, you know, about folding the legs and arms and shit like that. And you're telling me Jack Perry couldn't get out of that. He laid there for an ungodly amount of time stuck in this position. Um, da, 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 da. Beautiful TK. Oh my God. Probably, probably one of the best TKOs I've ever seen since Mark Merrow. Um, you know, I was really getting into this. Like, I was like, man, they're going at it, man, hitting the Poison Ranas, and, all, man, I was getting into it and everything. Then the finish happened, and it seemed really odd. Like, Sonata hit a moonsault, and Red Shoes count one, two, three, and I was like, what What the fuck happened? Like, it just seemed like everything just came to a halt. You know what right, I mean? Right. Uh, like, I was like, man, this is going to be a five-star match, because I was really getting into it. But because that finish just seemed so weird, I downgraded it to a four. I only gave this a two and a half. I was bored throughout most of it. What? I just didn't. The two didn't work well together. Oh, my and God. And at, at no point did I buy fucking Jungle Boy winning the IWGP heavyweight title. Well, I mean, yeah, but still it was. And I match. knew I knew it was coming that he was going to turn on Hook. So I'm like, oh, great. Like, I'm just going to sit here and watch this shit. And it just turned out to be shit. Like, yeah, no, two and a half. I just was not sold. I wasn't sold on this when it was announced, let alone watching it. I, I, I just couldn't do it. If I watched it again, I'd probably fucking feel differently, like, in terms of lower match rating. So that's why I won't watch it again. No, this, this was great. Shelby? Fucking boring. Oh, my God. Oh, stand here and let me slap you. Those are the only two things I wrote for this whole fucking match. Finish was fucking stupid. Jungle Boy turning is interesting. I like to see something more with that because he's just not doing it for me as a fucking baby face. He has no, like, he just, he, he has no emotion to him. He doesn't, he doesn't, he's not, uh, just, he's fucking boring. He's really fucking boring. Zero out of five. Oh, my. Oh, you two are killing me. I thought it was just going to be Shelby, but you both are killing me here. Sorry, man. No, you say that, but you don't mean it. Well, I'm not going to say it because I don't mean it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I will give you that the finish was weird because, like, they were going at, like, at a... In my opinion, they were going at a good pace, and all of a sudden, Sonata hits the moonsault, and it's over. They didn't have they didn't have the same the chemistry that you would expect. Like, I mean, 
the way that Jungle Boy has been built up as a pillar of AEW and Sonata's rise from the shit. And it's just like, you put the two of them together and it's just a, a middle of the road fucking guaranteed win for Sonata. And I just, I wasn't, this wasn't, but it's I wasn't not on board a- when they announced it. I wasn't on board with the fact that they went ahead with it. I knew Sonata was going to win, and I kind of figured fucking Jungle Boy would turn. But it's not about it's not about the destination; it's about the journey. You keep, you keep. It wasn't a good journey. Downgraded even more. All right, whatever. Next up, we have a ten-man tag: Uh, the Hung Bucks, Eddie Kingston, and Tamaharo Ishii. Hey, I got one. Um, Taking on. He looks like a potato. (laughs) <laughs> Taking on the Blackpool Combat Club, Umio and Takeshka. Um, Shota Umino and Kanasuke Takeshita. Thank you. Uh, and why is uh, Takeshita or Takeshita, whatever, why is he in this match if his beef is with Omega? Good question. Very good question. Uh, you know. Uh, but it was a, I, it was a fun double down by Ishii and Takeshka. Uh, I'm surprised Moxley wasn't bleeding at this point. Yeah. Um, did he bleed at all? I don't think he did. That's what I was thinking because I was watching the main event and I'm like, wait a minute, Moxley didn't bleed. Yeah. That in itself is surprising. Yeah. Great dive by the Bucks. Um, well, Ishii is dead after that forearm because that I'm fucking one forearm that Takeshka hit him with, man, like fuck, his I'm soul sorry, wrecking. But- Tell me that man doesn't look like a potato. <laughs> okay, there, Jim um, Cornette. Throw him in the oven for a half, for an hour, and then slather some sour cream and green onions on that bitch. Hell yeah! I guess Umio didn't get the uh, the memo on the dress code. Everybody's wearing black except for him, wearing his little bright purple and pink tights. There. <laughs> um, Amazing spinning elbow by Paige, like the. I think it was Takeshka. Takeshka was like the fucking MVP of this match. Uh, he like went for a diving form, but then Paige hit him with a spinning elbow out of nowhere. God, it looked fucking incredible. Um, impressive shooting star by Adam Page. I, 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 I didn't even know he could do that. Um, did a nice double German by Takeshka. Uh, this match, I, I, had, I gave like, you know, maybe two fucks going into like whatever i'm just gonna watch it you know uh i ended up really enjoying this more than i thought i was going to i actually gave this five stars i give this one four stars i had a lot of fun with this but it was much to my chagrin that i had a lot of fun with this because the booking of the team was kind of locked the mocks and the kingston stuff and the and I love Eddie Kingston, but I was just like, this seems out of place right now. I don't know. Four stars, I was surprised by it. I was surprised by how entertained I was. I was surprised that the potato got the pin. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. What do you think, Shelby? I wrote one note for this whole thing. Oh, Christ. Oh, fuck no. And then I skipped to the finish. Zero out of five. Oh my god! I'm not watching a ten man tag. Fuck that. Why? Does it even count if you don't watch it? Yep. No, it doesn't. Yep. You didn't even give it a chance. I wasn't gonna. 
put some thought into it and come back to me. Give me something I actually want to watch. I don't want to watch a 10-man yeah, tag with the fucking black gold combat it, going. It's not about wanting to watch it when it comes to the podcast. Hey, man, I don't get paid for this shit. Watching it for the viewers. I don't get paid for this shit. It's not about the destination. It's about the, the journey. It was a shit exactly. journey, and I knew it was going to be a you shit journey. You didn't even take the journey! I didn't need to. You didn't even bother. No, that doesn't count, though. Just get right to the destination. Yeah. Like, do you think that if Indiana Jones had given a fuck about the fucking... If he had stopped the journey, that he would have got to the destination? No. Blue That's Skywalker. Indiana Jones's problem. He should have just went straight to the destination. Happen. He should have skipped John the journey. John Cena, if he had just given up on beating The Rock, he wouldn't have... Like, fuck off. Are you fucking kidding me? Fuck. No, I'm not kidding you. All right. Anyway, next up, Tony Storm. Defending the AEW Women's Championship against uh, the IWGP Women's Strong, whatever. Uh, Willow Nightingale, finally some names I can find. Juice Robinson is a lucky man. Um, Is he? He's with Tony Storm. Oh, I thought you were saying he's with Nightingale. I was like, is he? No, he's with Tony Storm, man. Oh. You know, Willow Nightingale is somebody to me like Braun Breaker, where people are like, oh my god, she, she man, she's she's the next thing, and I'm just like, I don't see it. She's okay. No, I don't see it. She's alright. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, Nightingale was in the ropes at one point, and Tony Storm hit the quote-unquote hip attack, and I think it was Excalibur who said, like, hip attack on target. No, she missed her about by nine feet. Um, but the Death Valley driver on the apron was, whoo, that, that was good. Um, I didn't see Willow Nightingale going for a moonsault. I was like, wow, okay. That was unexpected. Um, That's, but, oh, okay. Yeah, but overall, I didn't really feel it with these two. Um, I, You know, Tony Storm's fine. Willow Nightingale, like I said, I don't really see it. Like I said, she's like a brawn breaker to me. People are like, oh, my God, she's going to be a big star. And I'm like, I don't, I don't see that. You know, um, like I said, Braun Breaker, great U.S. intercontinental guy, not the guy. Um, I don't know. I just didn't feel with these two. Two stars. Well, part of what bugged me about this match is that it wasn't a true forbidden book, forbidden door matchup. Will and Gale, Will and Nightingale is under AEW slash ROH contract. And the only reason why she won that belt to begin with was because Mercedes Monet got hurt and had to call an audible belts it would have been Mercedes's belt and it didn't click between these two like no. regardless of the matches they've had on Dynamite or tag team matches or whatever it is it just didn't click it was just like this is a cool down match between a 10 man tag and the next match we're going to get so two and a half stars and that's generous at this point why do I have a feeling Shelby gave this four stars <laughs> no um I, I didn't think it was that bad. I, I don't. I didn't. Th- I thought it was pretty far from the worst thing that I saw, um, especially that fucking Jungle Boy match. Um, I was probably a little generous with this as well. I gave it a three. Okay. All right. Coming up next, the match everybody was talking about from the show: Kenny Omega defending the IWGP United States Championship against Will Ospreay. Now, check this out. A British guy, a Canadian, fighting in Canada for a U.S. US title. <laughs> yeah. 
Let that one sink in for a second. Yeah, I never um, thought of that. I kept forgetting uh, that fucking Omega was Canadian. It's part of a Japanese country. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Japanese. Yeah, that's good, too. Um, I did love the uh, the early chain of reversals they kept doing. Like, Kenny would go for the mm-hmm. one-winged angel. Osprey got out of it. He went for the os cutter. Kenny blocked it. And they were doing, like, some rudimentary reversals and shit. That was pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> Tony's delivery. Tony Schiavone, who hopped on commentary. Uh, Don Callis. Like tried to trip up Kenny Omega and like Tony Schiavone was like, run that son of a bitch out of here. Uh, I just like the way he said that. Um, the, oh yeah, uh, Osprey did a backflip and then hit an insecurity on Kenny Omega, which was uh, just outstanding. Excellent shooting star press and Os cutter by uh, Osprey there. Um, <laughs> Osprey licking the blood and then everybody chanting, "You sick fuck, you sick fuck." He just looked at everybody and said, "Yep." That was fucking great. Oh, yeah, check this out. So Osprey steals a flag, a Canadian flag, from a fan in the front row. You know, wipes his ass with it, does all that, you know. Kenny Omega comes back, beats up Osprey with it, hangs him with the fucking flag and shit. Then he gives the flag back to a different kid in the front <laughs> row. Yeah. I, I don't think he knew who fucking Osprey took I know, but still, you know that guy's like, that's my flag. That's my flag, asshole. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And, like, if this was a WWE match or, like, in a perfect world. Now, listen, I, I, I like this match before I give you all my rating. But I, I'm saying, like, in a perfect world, the DDT on the stairs, shit's done. Yeah. yeah. You know, shit was done right there. Yeah. You know, I like the shit that comes after it, but like in a perfect world, shit was done right there. Um uh great back and forth Germans. Um <laughs> I laughed at the you sick fuck at the crossface. I thought that was funny. Uh, <laughs> great, <laughs> yeah, great reversal to the Oz cutter, awesome twist to the floor by Osprey. After that, I just stopped writing notes because I was just enjoying it too much. Um, the fucking Tiger Driver dropping Kenny right on his head. I fucking wince. I was like, holy fuck. And then he still kicked out. I was like, fucking Christ, dude. Just shoot him. You know? Uh, fucking amazing ending. First time ever. I'm giving a match seven stars. Best Kenny Omega match I've ever watched. Most I was sold on any of his wrestling ability, uh, any of his storytelling, any of his overall demeanor. Uh, Will Ospreay is a fucking star. Give that man his flowers because holy fuck, he made this match. I can't quite go to seven. Reason being is because I couldn't deal with the amount of blood and the fact that Don Callis showed back up to ringside after he was ejected and nothing was done about it. Yeah. But I still give this 6.5. This was fucking incredible. Like, how fucking do you follow this shit? I, I don't know. What did you think, Shelby? I loved the first half of this match. Oh, wow. I didn't see that. Um, I thought it was a struggle. I thought it actually resembled a wrestling match, which I was kind of surprised. I don't hate I think people think I hate Kenny Omega. I don't hate Kenny Omega. Um, I just think that a lot of the times he does a lot more than he really needs to. And a lot of the times it doesn't look realistic or good. Um, 
But then they did the stair spot and it started to get on and on and on and on. And it went on a little too fucking long, in my opinion. This mm-hmm. match was like fucking 39 minutes long. That's that's fucking ridiculous. Um, Callus coming back out. Ye, the ref should have really done something. I mean, you just like, yeah, you shouldn't be out here, but I guess I can't do anything. Well, your refs are feckless then. Like, I don't know what the fuck your problem is. And... Callus passes him the fucking screwdriver. They had a perfect finish. Fucking Osprey hits him with the screwdriver, does whatever, goes for the pin. That should have been it. That's all you needed. You didn't need to do a bunch of fucking moves afterwards that meant nothing because now you're making your finisher look stupid and pointless. Um, But because I did enjoy the first half of the match, and there were other moments too, um, the other thing I didn't like was it, 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 it's it's a little see-through to me. There was a, there was a point in the match where, um, I'm pretty sure Osprey did like a fucking, uh, shooting star press on the Kenny's back when he was like on the ropes yeah. or something. Yeah. So they go to their next spot without looking at each other. They both just roll outside the ring to get ready for their next spot. It's like, that doesn't make any sense. Now you're just showing me that you're putting on a show. Um, but there was a lot of good in this match. Um, I think I'm being a little generous. Um, I gave it a three. Wow. wow. That's actually about like oh. fucking uh, four higher than I thought you were going to give this. <laughs> yeah, it's I funny. I actually hadn't stuff. watched this match when I was talking to you guys. I hadn't watched this one yet. And then after you we were talking about it, I was like, oh, this is probably the match they're saying they gave fucking seven stars to. So. And also, I forgot to mention this, like, they were uh, doing this match under IWGP rules, so, like, 20 count on the floor, all that shit. If this was an IWGP, IWGP rules match, why the fuck was there an AEW ref? Good question. You know? Uh, okay. Next up, we have Lezuki Gods. Sammy Guevara, uh, YT, or Chris Jericho, and Minara Suzuki taking on Naito. Jericho and his app. You what? Jericho and his app. Yeah. Um, Naito, Sting, and Darby Allen, and uh, Suzuki comes out. Why the fuck was he acting like a babyface? That's just his thing. He's an old man. <laughs> you know, he comes out, and he's just, like, trying to pump the crowd up and shit like that. I'm like, you realize you're the fucking heel in this match, right? But think about this. Think about this. Get closer to the mic. Jericho's music. They still sing along with Jericho's music, even though Jericho is clearly a heel. They don't give a fuck. And he fucking loves it, too. But Jericho doesn't play into it, though. Zuki does, though. He does. No, he doesn't. If he really was a heel, if he was a real heel, then he'd be fucking, he'd be telling them to shut off his music or, like, Fucking shitting on the Kurt fans Angle for singing it. They did that. Yeah. But I'm saying, but I'm saying, when Jericho goes out there and they sing to his music, he's not like singing along with them. He just looks at them and waves his little bat and shit. Smiling. Whereas, whereas Smiling. Suzuki, whereas Smiling. Suzuki was like raising his hands, like "Come on, get pumped and yeah. shit." Like, Dude, well, you look, to be fair, it. it's Minoru Suzuki. The poor bastard only gets to work in these countries like a couple years. Uh, it just <sighs> fuck. I Come really on. don't see a difference between the way that they fucking both react to people cheering. Yeah, them. no, think about they, it. They, Whatever, your wrong. fucking opinion is wrong. Anyway. Yeah, so it's uh, yours. No, it didn't. Uh, yes. No. Yeah. Nice back. No. Nice yeah. back. No. Nice yeah. back. No. Nice yeah. back. Stop it! 
Hell. <laughs> nice backflip leapfrog no. by uh, Sammy. Uh, LOL at the Nido uh, freak uh, fake out and dive uh, pose. Uh, I thought that was funny. Uh, no, but no. This, uh, shut up. This is a rare time where Aubrey doesn't look like a whore and actually looks good. Are you sure about that? I thought so. I think I, I heard her say nay. I thought I heard her say moo. I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm sick of this bitch. <laughs> I will say sometimes in her matches, I will say she lays on the makeup a little thick. But this one, she's probably I thicker I, than she probably needs to. Yeah, exactly. And this one, yes. I thought because I will say, I will say, Aubrey Edwards has like incredible hair, in my opinion. I really like her hair. You know, so like the hair was working for it tonight. Don't, mad, don't get me wrong. I would like to pull it in certain acts of what some might call indecency. But that doesn't mean that I fucking can agree with slathering on the makeup to look like a fucking two dollar hoarder from the fucking county fair. Well, yeah. Well, well, the say, art. And I'm just saying, <laughs> she's had these moments. I've I've said them. She's had them. I'm just saying, in my opinion, you may think differently than I. But tonight, I, I, or this night, I should say, I, I thought it was a rare time where I don't think she laid it on too thick. I, I thought she was looking right. kind of good tonight. Um. Uh, oh yeah, the cutter out of the deathlock would have been cool had Sting not fucked it up. Um. The oh yeah, the Judas effect onto a diving Darby would have been was cool. I thought this was a decent six man. Um, three and a quarter star. At points, I was bored. I couldn't help but comment on the fact that fucking Aubrey still like slathers on the makeup. It's like you're a referee. I'm sure you're fucking gorgeous without all this fucking makeup and shit. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Stand out. Take up all. Take all the fucking clown shit off, and fucking actually look like a woman, and not like fucking. Ooh, I'm on TV. And, like, actually make it look like a woman should be referee in professional wrestling. Otherwise, I was kind of bored. In fact, I fell asleep a couple times during this. I like that it was Joker Sting. <laughs> it wasn't very long. Jesus. I do like a that it was Joker Sting. But, yeah. Well, I mean, think about it. I don't do a lot on a daily basis, man. I do have a sword. I know, but this match was, like, ten minutes long. You fell asleep a yeah, couple times? I fell asleep a couple times. Actually, twice it was. Okay. And I didn't have bad sleep last night. But that's what I'm saying. Two and a half for this one. Just simply, meh. On, on the, in the middle. Like, it was there. Could have been better. I guess it could have been worse. But, fuck, for, for fuck's sakes, man. What did you think, Shelby? I had three notes for this match. Oh, here we go. The first one was, remember when Sammy turned babyface by announcing he and Daya were having a baby? Yeah. The second was, so Darby and Sammy go from wrestling for the world title last month to being led to the ring by their daddies this month. And the third, uh, this does remind me of Jericho yelling Naito at Wrestle Kingdom. LOL. This match was a mess. Zero out of five. Really? Yeah, I fucking uh, you know. <sighs> to be fair, no, wait, wait. Before you, you you settle on that fucking zero, this is not as you know. I like the bonkersness of some of the trios matches they do. This was not as bonkers as the some of the trios matches that usually happen. 
Mm, I don't know. There was a lot of like guys just randomly running in the ring and doing shit to each other while the refs just standing there doing nothing about it. I mean, there wasn't as many weapons, I guess, but Sting went through a fucking table, which I don't think he was supposed to go through at all. Um, it's just, and like, Darb, so you, you're telling me Darby and Sammy are, are two of your three pillars, and they're not even like getting their own entrances for this match. They're getting entrances by the old guys. So AEW is supposed to be a company that cares about the young talent. And two of the guys that they're supposedly pushing are being fucking seconded. They're not even, they're second to the fucking old guys that wrestled 20 or 30 years ago. I don't get it. I really don't. And Sammy needs to get the hell away from fucking Chris Jericho to be anything at this point. And I'm starting to think Darby needs to kick fucking Sting to the side too. Like Darby could be so much more. He was yeah. should have had a fucking one-on-one match of some type. I don't like all of his shit. I don't like the coffin drop, and I think he's gonna kill himself on some of these dives. But his shit looks legit. It looks like it fucking hurt. And I'm not a big fan of the character either. But fuck, he's he looks legitimate, and he just he keeps having these fucking useless tag matches where he's not even really featured, and not heavily featured either. So I think that's a lot of my problem with it, especially when it comes to Darby and Sammy for that matter. But so one star then? Zero. Yeah. All right, and in the main event, the Rainmaker Hokata taking on the American Dragon Brian Danielson. Now you know what? When it's Danielson, the final countdown. You know, and that's funny because that's my first note. Because when Danielson first came to fucking AEW, that was one of the top questions. Is he going to have fucking final countdown? Is he going to have final countdown? Oh, fuck. Is he going to have final countdown by Europe? Is he going to have final countdown? Fuck, he's got to have final countdown by Europe. God, he's got to have final countdown. So then we hear that. I was like, oh, okay. So this, all right, we're finally going to see. You know, and he just walks out to final countdown, comes down, he leans down at the stairs and he walks in the ring. I'm like, what the fuck was so special about that? Yeah, because he put the arms up on the turnbuckle and everybody was like, it's the final countdown. Well, OK, he did it before. So what's he counting down to? Yeah, but that's not the point. Well, yeah, like, look that at, should look be at, the point. Look at the young bucks in Kenny Omega. That fucking oh, Kenny God. on my yeah, way. Yeah, but like they do like a little pose. They do a pose. Fucking Pyro shows up. And oh boy, with fucking Tarzan boy. I get it. I get yeah. what you're saying. And this, yeah, Brian Harrison just walks out the final countdown, raises his hand. I don't know. I didn't see. I, I, you know, I was like, oh wow, he finally gets to use this, and like, I just didn't say anything special about it. I honestly thought Flight of the Bumblebee or whatever the fuck he used in WWE was better. Ride of the Valkyrie, or no, yeah. Flight Val- of the Valkyries. Valkyrie. Okay, yeah. And um, the only other note I have about this match was who the fuck told Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson that that was a good hairstyle? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, these two, I like Okada. Okada was like one of my gateways into Japanese wrestling, him and Omega. Yeah. But like, yeah, this is that, some of that arm bar, quote unquote, arm bar wrestling, you know, there are some guys that I like watching it with and some guys I don't. This match was just straight up arm bar wrestling. 
So I'm pretty sure, you know, this is the match Shelby gave like 15 stars to. Um, whereas me, I, I, I just wasn't there for it. I, I just, I, I was not here for it. Uh, but because the athletes are good, that's why I have to go right in the middle at two and a half. I'm going to give this four. Yeah. It could have been better. Knowing that Danielson broke his forearm, like, complete off the bone, uh, like, the bone completely into, like, midway yeah. through the that kind of sold it for me. If I hadn't have known that, I probably would have put it right in the middle of two and a half. It wasn't what they billed as the dream match. It wasn't what they made to feel like was the main event. If anything, Osprey and Omega should have been the main event over this. This just didn't hit the way it should have. Which, guys, if you're seeing... Oh, sorry, the questions are... Um... <laughs> what did you think, Joe? Were you waiting for your cue? Yeah, I was. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I didn't think this one was going to be... Like think now. Um... I always say that when, like, I'm pretty sure you're going to fucking hate it. <laughs> this one I know you're gonna love. This one you probably gave like 19 stars to. <laughs> um, I don't know. Doing the thing where they just stand there and let each other hit each other. Spend a lot of time on the outside. Why does Danielson always say kick his fucking head in and then stomp the guy's shoulder? Shouldn't he say stomp his shoulder in or something? Um, Danielson no selling a drop kick. And he gets clotheslined, and for some reason, he decides to fall forward. I don't understand that. If you were hit by something in front of you, would you not fall backwards? I don't know. It was okay. Very modern style. Um, spent a lot of time on the outside. No selling. Not what I had hoped. Two out of five. Oh, wow. I actually rated this higher than you? Yeah, I... Well, I figured this was going to be right up your alley, because it was just mainly holds and... Fucking arm bars and all this shit. And, but, and don't get me wrong, I took Danielson's fucking injury into account. I took it into that, but it still just, I don't know, it still just did not work for me. This is just too much, you know, quote unquote arm bar. And I like that shit, but it's like exactly it's that's why I was just like, this is his match. Of the yeah, it's night. the other stuff that like, why were why are you just standing there letting the guy hit you? That's not a way to, to show win a how match. tough you are. Yeah, okay. Why don't you just fucking focus on winning a match instead of showing how fucking tough you are? Everybody fucking does it, especially in AEW more than anywhere. It's It was earlier on in the night. It was almost every yeah, match except uh, for, like, Punk and... and uh, Cassidy did it. That's when I wrote down, well, Shelby's pissed. <laughs> and you didn't even see it because you fast-forwarded. Well, and, and fucking Jungle Boy and Sonata, they did it, oh, too. Oh, did they do it, too? Okay. Yeah, they were doing it with slaps, I think, but... Yeah, it's just, it's one of those things that, like, you might as well just put out a bingo card and, like, put all these things on an AEW bingo card and, like, you'll fucking, you'll get bingo, no problem. Um, but it just, it wasn't as good as I, and I love Okada and, yeah. I mean, Danielson too, right? But just wasn't, and maybe it was the injury, but there was just a lot of that stupid shit that just doesn't make sense. Ugh. Wow. All right, so on a scale of 1 to 10, what do we give AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling's Forbidden Door Dos? Seven. I went a little low on this, maybe, but I gave it a five. Uh, I had to give it an eight. I I really enjoyed it, except for the main event and Tony Storm and Willow Nightingale. I was 
pleasantly surprised with the 10 man tag. And of course, Osprey and fucking Omega just fucking insane. Um, and yeah, um, I, I think kicking it off with the world title match was a bad move. I think you could have reshuffled the card there a little bit. Um, other than that, I thought this was, I, I, I like this one better than last year's show, I think. I'd have to go back I, and... I like this one better. Than you know, last here's year. the thing, though. No FTR, no Ricky Starks, no Miro. Like, there's so they many names exactly that weren't people. fucking on here. But think about what you're saying, though, especially when it comes to Ricky Starks and Miro. They haven't been relevant on the TV programs for what how long? What do you long? mean? Collision just started two weeks ago. Starks has been on TV for how fucking long now? But how irrelevant is he? Uh, he should be very relevant. Starks. What about Jay White? What about Juice Robinson? Okay, there you go. The fucking guns. Powerhouse Hobbs. Wardlow. Exactly. There's just so many names that, like, should have been on here and weren't. And FTR, I think, is the top of that list to me. They didn't have a standard tag match. Like... I don't know. I don't think we needed to, though, to be honest. Because I think it should have replaced something. There aren't tags. There aren't the tag teams in New Japan that you would want to go against FTR on a pay-per-view as a dream match scenario. And well, I don't, don't care if Tanahashi and MJF and Jungle Boy and Sonata aren't dream match scenarios. It's still the case of who the fuck do you put FTR against? There's nobody there that you don't already have booked in something else. I don't know. I just... Isn't, isn't um, what is it, Aussie Open? Aren't they the IWGP Aussie tag team champions? Here's the thing, though. Aussie Open is under AEW contract. Yeah, but aren't they the IWGP tag team champions? Doesn't matter. One of them's hurt. Sure it does. Oh, one of them's One hurt. of them's hurt. The other oh, okay. one was a match on the pre-show with Jeff Cobb and fucking TJ Perkins. Kyle Fletcher. And I, I really, I, it sucks that Adam Cole got injured too, because I think that Adam Cole Tom Lawler match. He didn't match, get injured. He had the shits. Really? I thought he was injured. No, he no, got. He, he had, had an illness. An illness, oh. basically. So the shits were probably a contributor somewhere. Oh well, I mean, it could be COVID too. You never know. Well, look at the bright side. Tom Lawler. No, got you're fight. right. You never know. Look at the bright side. Tom Lawler got to fight Serpentico in a dark I dark feel match. bad for Tom Lawler having to deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> Guys think he's being... be on pay-per-view. Adam Cole gets the shits, and suddenly he has to wrestle the shits on the pre-show. Great. I mean, no, you I'm never sorry. know. It might have been on the pre-show anyway. Sorry. I kind of doubt it, but... Sorry, you can't wrestle Adam Cole, but you're going to wrestle in the dark match. Oh, against two. Serpentico? Who? I'm go home. <laughs> can i do that <laughs> can i just not take the pay can i not be on wrestlemania this year <laughs> Corny. is there any way i can't work wrestlemania this year <laughs> all right so that was our review of aew new japan pro wrestling forbidden door now we're going to move on to our mini- little mini segments we have here uh, Nick's fact of the week and Shelby's time in history. Uh, we start with the uh, fact of the week uh, where Nick usually regales us with a story or a factoid, something that may not be commonly known to the, to the casual wrestling fan. So Nick, what's your fact of the week? 
Conrad Thompson owns the original Big Gold World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, as it turns out, he paid $60,000 for it and made the deal in the parking lot of a Home Depot. He didn't get it from Ric Flair? Nope. Really? That's I was about to say, isn't he like Ric Flair's like son-in-law? Son-in-law? Yeah, oh yeah. Ric yeah. Flair's son-in-law, but he did not get the original Big Gold from Ric Flair. Flair probably in fucking the sold it to somebody. Of a Home Depot. <laughs> he is a fucking big time wrestling fan. If you've ever seen like any of his uh, video feeds, like you see all kinds of shit in the background that are, that's kind of cool. Well, considering that he has like fourteen wrestling podcasts, I would really hope that he's a wrestling fan. I suppose you're tr- you're right. That'd be like that'd be <laughs> like us doing a podcast. That'd be like us doing a fucking podcast, and but like we're like really in the cooking. I mean, I'm starting to wonder if I'm into wrestling anymore. To be, to be fair, honest. when the three of us are the size that we are, I'm pretty sure we are into cooking of some sort, whether it be fast food, whether it be you home know, cooking. I say we're, you're an honorary fat guy all the time, and you get offended, and then you come up with shit like that. Look, <laughs> brother, brother, last time, when you were saying honorary fat guy, I was like 115 pounds. As of yesterday... I was 171.5 pounds, man. I still have over 100 pounds on you. Put down the fucking fork. (laughs) I'm a fat. That is a lot. I mean, last time I saw you was last summer, so that's a lot. So you still have 100 pounds on Nick, so I weigh less than you? uh, I've been uh, weighing myself like every day, twice a day, and I'm about 290. Wow. When I was hit by that truck, I was only 113 pounds. Wow, I, I'm like I'm out of the I'm, hospital at 116. I'm at 240. Oh wow! Yeah, I I've been out at 240 since I was in high school. God, you don't look that big in photos, man. Heaviest I'm, I ever was was 175 in 2010. So to be 170 now at this point, I'm like, holy shit! <laughs> I'm a tall dude too. I don't think like you're. Not, are you six feet tall? I'm six one. Six I'm one. Oh, okay. So you're only like, like a little bit shorter than me. You're only like an inch or two shorter than me. I'm like six two, six three. Oh, I think it's six I'm five eight. So I'm shorter, shorter than both of you. I know. I've seen you. Yeah. Well, yeah. You saw me. <laughs> Not only did we go to wrestling that last year, you saw me when I was at my frailest in fucking yeah. all bent out of shape after I'd been hit by a fucking truck. So. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> But like I said, like yeah. I've seen, I've seen photos of Shelby and shit. I guess the photos don't do it justice because he, if you would have said like, oh yeah, Shelby's about two ninety, two ninety one, I've been like bullshit. God <laughs> damn, lying to me. It's all that this big fucking dude. muscle here. Oh yeah. Like him and I walking into somewhere, like people would have thought he was my bodyguard, man. <laughs> that time, that or like you were his gimp. Oh god. Uh, <laughs> All right, now let's move on to Shelby's time in history where he gives us some uh, events that happen either sometime in history. I can't say a day because it changes. This, this is like the fourth week in a row where I'm going to tell you it's it's going to be for the day that the podcast comes out. All right. So, anyways. <laughs> the fourth week in a row. Um, 1961, in a match dubbed the match of the century in Chicago, Illinois. Nature Boy Buddy Rogers defeated Pat O'Connor in a two out of three falls match to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. And at the time, 
with a crowd of 38,000, this was considered to be the uh, biggest uh, record crowd until the WrestleMania era, era in the 1980s. Wow. Yeah, pretty crazy to think, eh? Wow. What year, what year was that, you said? 1961, June 30th, yeah, 1961. 1961, yeah, that's 61. a fucking big crowd there, man. <laughs> Great big crowd for a championship match. Um, June 30th, 2003, Gail Kim made her WWE debut on Raw by winning the Women's Championship in a seven-woman battle royal. She last eliminated former champion Victoria. It envisions young Gail Kim, and I'm like, oh. Mm. <laughs> I get visions she still of looks now. pretty good now. I get now. visions of now, Gail Kim. She, yeah, she still yeah. looks fucking yeah. girl. Oh. I think it's an Asian thing. They just don't age. That shaft husband of hers is a lucky man. Yeah, Robert Irvine. Yeah. Now you go. He's Robert Irvine. You're a lucky man. Yeah. And uh, June 30th, 2008, after being moved to Raw in the prior week's draft, CM Punk made his debut on the show by cashing in his Money in the Bank briefcase to defeat Edge for the World Heavyweight Title after Edge was laid out by Batista. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. All right. So now. We, um, if I can get this off, um, we usually do an after segment game, but earlier on my YouTube channel, I put up a, um, uh, video for Q and a to see if anybody wanted to leave some, uh, questions and all that good stuff. Um, so let me just get those here. So we figure we do some questions here. We haven't done Q and a in a long time. So the first time. Yeah, very long time. Yeah, I figured we'd try it, see what we got. And we got enough to fill the segment. Yeah. Here we, yeah. So the first one's come from a movie fan, a.k.a. Jason. And he That's wants to know. That's a long-time listenership movie fan. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, who's your favorite 80s singer and why? And your favorite 80s film? Uh, favorite 80s singer. Yeah, this should be right up your alley, Nick. Yeah. Well, That's a hard one because there's so many. I'm going to say Daryl Hall and John Oates. Uh, favorite 80s film, on the other hand, Back to the Future, which features Huey Lewis and the News. So, you know, take that as you will. I think my favorite 80s movie, I don't know, it's a tie either between The Breakfast Club and Back to the Future Part 2. Oh. Um, favorite 80s singer? Leah know. Thompson and Back to the Future Part 2. Mm. Leah mm. Thompson anytime yeah. fucking 80s oh my god i hear that um uh. you know probably my favorite 80s singer i'm only gonna say this because of what happened i'm gonna give you all this little story um in eighth grade we once had to do like a project on uh, or seventh grade i'm sorry seventh grade we had to do a project on like uh they just said do a, do a project on a person like you know like pick a historical person yeah. and do it they, they didn't pick any parameters so i found this book at the library and it was about this person from the 80s and i'm flipping through it and it was like okay they did this this i was like you know what i'll do this that's cool so presentation day comes and one guy gets up they're like i chose martin luther king and he did this and he did this 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 this." cool all right awesome next person goes up i chose george washington because of this 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 and this and i'm like oh shit this isn't good you know Next person goes up, Thomas Jefferson, because this, 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 and this. I'm like, oh, fuck. Here's my turn with my big-ass poster board with pictures and shit on it. I chose Cindy Lauper. Um, Oh, wow. 
yeah, you know, everybody's choosing like presidents and shit. I'm choosing fucking Cindy Lauper. But I guess I guess that would be mine. I guess Cindy Lauper. Um. Oh, I'm sorry. What do you think, Shelby? <laughs> uh, 80 singer. <laughs> um. I mean, I guess it depends what you define a singer. I mean, he sang songs in the 80s, so I guess it counts. Um, probably got to go with Tom Waits. He's probably my favorite of all time. Uh, just Isn't love. Isn't that the missing you guy? No. No, that's I... John Waits. Oh, John Waits. Okay, my bad. Oh. <laughs> um, he's just really weird. And the 80s was like, the late 80s specifically, and the early 90s was like his really strange era where he just like, made some really weird songs that unless you're a Tom Waits fan, you'll probably never appreciate. Um, but he yeah, he's a strange dude. To be he was, but he had eras like, he his, did, his, though. yeah, Straw like he had, was fucking wonderful. That album Yeah. Was I was wonderful. thinking of, um, uh, Oh my God, what the fuck is it called? Old 55. Also a good old 55 is a good one. Yeah. But what the fuck is that album name right now? I can't think of it. The black, black, right. Is it black rider? Oh, I don't know. I think it's Black Rock. Yeah. yeah. Fucking, I haven't listened to a lot of Tom Waits lately either, so I need to get back into him. But um, 80s film, I was, I'm, I'm struggling, and I was looking up 80s films just to see if there were any that I really liked. Because uh, Smoking, Smoking the, Band- the Bandit. That was the 70s, though, wasn't it? Yeah. That was like 79, I think, or something. 77 or 79. Yeah. And then The Warriors is another favorite of mine, but that was 79 as well. Um, so I'm just going to throw this one out there because at one time it wasn't one of my favorite movies. I don't really watch it a lot anymore because it's so fucking long. Um, and it's kind of stereotypical, but Scarface. Oh, um, these next questions come from, uh, Tony here. Yeah. Tony Dingle. Yeah. But this is, uh, this is one of those questions that shows he doesn't really listen to the podcast. And that is thoughts on JR's AEW run. He still got it or should he hang it up? (laughs) <laughs> no, he doesn't still have it. He should hang it up. Listen to the past episodes. Damn, there we tell go. Him. Um, next one from Tony here. Asked this a year back, but the landscape has changed. What podcast do you listen to and like? I think the same ones, pretty much. I actually uh, don't. Me. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, uh, for me, I the only other one I listen to besides the Jim Cornette experience in the drive-through, I've been listening to a lot of Dudesy uh, with Will Sasso and Chad Colchin. Uh, it's the first and only AI podcast. So AI basically generates this whole script for Will Sasso and Chad Colchin to follow. Um, they can add their own shit into it, but. They've given an artificial intelligence access to everything they have digitally, whether it be messages, whether it be watch histories, purchase histories, so on and so forth. And this AI develops a script that they have to follow on this podcast, and it's actually very entertaining. Otherwise, I listen to our own podcast, Fall Asleep. Something about your voices are soothing to me, and I can't figure it out. I I listen to us sometimes too. I listen to this podcast called the Three Way Dance Wrestling Podcast with uh, uh, Nick and Shelby and uh, a very handsome fellow. Oh yeah, brother. That's the second lightest of the crew. Yeah. Uh, I know. Which I, yeah, fooled me. I would have thought I was the heaviest. So. <laughs> I um, 
I was going somewhere with that with three way. Oh, I don't like the way I sound on the fucking on the podcast. I find it cringy. I don't know. I don't know if it's my mic or what it is, but I don't know. Like it. It's not your mic or anything like that. It's because most people, when they speak on a microphone, take this from somebody who's on like radio. Otherwise, um, most people, when they hear themselves on a microphone, regardless of other people are like, you sound great. You should make this a career. And it's like, okay, but I sound like shit. Yeah. Um, it, so that that's common for most people when they're when they're. I think not. too, like I've debated on getting a desk mic, but I just can't. I well, can't. That's like, the thing. Fathom. If you're not, if you, if you, what's the best way to put this? If if your if your profession does not, um, really, uh, focus on a circumference of uh, voice work. Um, you don't need a heavy power microphone, really, as long as you can fucking speak into a whatever microphone you have, and it comes across as great on the fucking audio recording. It doesn't give a shit. It doesn't fucking yeah. matter what kind of microphone you have. Whereas me, because the microphone I have, I use the same kind of thing to record, record rather, at home radio shows or fucking. I take the headset I have and go to the radio station I work at. Um, you know, you, you you put the you put the effort into it. But I will say too, coming from a uh, uh, like a radio broadcast perspective, sometimes I hate the sound of my own voice. Like I will listen to our podcast weekly. Like once the new episode comes out, I'll listen to it like four or five times before fucking Tuesday even comes around. To make sure, like, I have the proper, like, tone of voice and, like, tone of segments and shit like that going into the next one. Well, you're going to be really disappointed with this week, then. <laughs> but uh, when it comes to, like, what I listen to, I, you know what, the past, like, month or so, I still listen to the Jim Cornette experience, but it usually takes me a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Um, been listening to a lot of baseball shit to be honest. I've been getting really into baseball, and oh, like nice. I have the MLB network going on. I listen to all their fucking podcasts, so hmm. just different. Um, next one from Tony: best movie you have seen this year? It can be a new movie or an old movie that you watched for the first time. Uh, Elvis. Hmm. Um, what have I watched this year? Um. Oh, I watched this Japanese movie this year, uh, called Tag. Oh really, fuck! I think I saw that. Yeah, it was really weird, but it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, I can't think of another one, so I'm honestly gonna go with the one we reviewed on the podcast. Fucking um. Oh goddamn! What's it called? The dinner one. The menu. Oh, the menu. Oh, yeah. that's a good one too. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with that. that oh, you know what, actually? Story. I was just about to say that. Because that was just bonkers insane. Yeah. Uh, I watched one. American Sniper for the first time, like, last week. And oh, I will say, it was bad. I actually kind of enjoyed that. Huh. Yeah, the menu was really I really enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. it was really good, too, yeah. Uh, are you guys optimistic about Money in the Bank? No. And- It depends on how much influence that Vince is really going to have. Would I love to see L.A. Knight? Yeah. Or Damian Priest win Money in the Bank? Hell yeah, I would. Do I think Logan Paul is going to win it? Yeah, I do. 
And that's See, I don't. I'm kind of like, uh, I still I'm worry think. about how it's gonna go. Uh, that's it. I think it could. It has the potential to be a great show, but I am worried. Okay. Um, would you rather get lost at the bottom of the ocean in a sub or stuck just above the Earth's atmosphere in a space capsule? I don't know. Both of them spell fucking doom there. And they both sound horrible, but I think I'm going to go above just because I think it'd be slightly less horrible. I read this question earlier. And I got thinking about it. In space, no one can hear you scream, right? I mean, we've learned that from movies and shit. No one's going to hear you in space. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, no one's going to hear you at the bottom of the ocean as well. However, if you're in a position where you have like oxygen left, you still have sonar at the bottom of the ocean, and you can communicate with the fucking surface. I think you have a better chance of getting from the bottom of the ocean to fucking air than you do of fucking making it from space back to Earth. So I would say I'd rather be, I would rather be trapped at the bottom of the ocean. Not if your shit's bolted you. from the outside. Okay, fine. Yeah, you're right. I mean, if you throw your controller out the window, yeah, that might be a different story, but the depressurization. But in a blanket scenario, I would rather be at the bottom of the ocean because I feel like the resources to save you would be greater than they would if you were in space. I don't know. They're both fucked. Um, (laughs) uh, And the last one from Tony here. What has been your favorite episode of this podcast so far? Episode eight. Which one was episode eight? The fair enough drinking game. Oh. What did we review? Really, peanut butter falcon? We never. uh, We didn't. I can't remember what we reviewed on there, but I just remember we we laughed a lot on that one. (laughs) So that's all I remember is that we did a lot of laughing on that one. So that's why it's my favorite. Um, I like a lot of the, the old school reviews, especially ones that I haven't seen before, uh, pay-per-views I haven't seen before. The Jesse Ventura one was, was very good. Um, and some of the RP ones were fun, even if they were a bit of a mess, like the, um, San Francisco 49ers match was, was a good I one. Will Just, say it was though, wasn't that the Dick Kick on City one? one of these. I think so. I think so. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. Views, I do have some fun. Yeah, I can pick out Peanut Butter Falcon as my favorite episode. I fucking, every fucking week, something else happens on on these, and I'm just like, you know what? That made my fucking week, so you know what? Fuck. Uh, Alright, this next question comes from Brett, and it's actually a fucking decent question for once. I'm shocked. It doesn't end in something horrible like an abortion or something. Um, if you Sodomy could be... To your youngest, yeah, exactly. Like, I'm actually surprised. Um, if you could be invisible for a day, what is the first thing you would do? Oh. Victoria's Secret dressing room. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I was about that earlier. I'm like, what kind of dressing room could I be in? <laughs> I was perfect. Victoria's Secret dressing room. I'm down. I agree. Yeah, fuck it. Sure. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. <laughs> or, or my second choice, Shelby's sister's bedroom. Hell okay. yeah, Clarice, what's up? 
Yeah. Shelby, me. you know if I ever come to your house, I'm gonna try and fucking do whatever I can to become friends with your fucking sister. You know that, right? I do know that. Okay, perfect. All right. So oh, we've been trying to get Claire Reese on the show, but you know. No. Come on. <laughs> um uh, this next question comes from I don't know his real name, so it comes from Gang Gangstar Kings fifty one fifty. Um, would you and Shelby? I don't know which ref- you he's referring to. But I'm assuming you, it's you, but I guess would you and Shelby ever box each other for something like Creator Clash? I guess wrestling would be more suited, though. You know what Creator Clash is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Considering I, um, that, considering that, I up until like ten minutes ago, I thought I was the heaviest one on the podcast. No. <laughs> you know what's funny? I actually have been debating lately on getting into boxing, and my first thought was Creator Clash when I was thinking about it, not to fight you, but like some other creator, so to speak. All right, what creator do you want to fight? Hmm. You have to well, have that- one in mind. They didn't allow Sam Hyde to fight, but he'd be, like, my fucking size, probably. Hmm. Um, that big mealtime guy, uh, what the fuck's his name? Oh, Harley he, Mortison? Yeah, he'd be probably my size, too. I don't know how I'd do, I don't know how I'd do against Sam Hyde, either, to be fair. I'd probably get fucking knocked the fuck out. But I, I'd, like, just picture myself doing, like, a rock promo. Because they always interview the people. Do, like, a wrestling promo, like, beginning before the match kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but it'd be fun to find another like wrestling YouTuber too. Um, I don't know King Ross maybe. I or... would like I would like to box. He's a, he's a YouTuber, so it counts. I would like to box Matt Cardona. <laughs> I feel like he might beat the shit out of you. I know you probably have like at least just, 50, maybe hundred pounds on him, but I just want some shots on him. <laughs> I'm like, what's the matter, Matt Cardona? Huh? You don't have any cuss words to say now, do you? Um, and the last two questions here come from Leo. Um, and this question is for all three of us. What's your favorite type of donut? Oh, hell. Um, it's hard for me to answer this because in Canada, I can't, I have to like buy donuts from like a grocery store where I can read the ingredients or else make them myself. I'll just say a fucking old fashioned glaze. Eh, nothing wrong with that. I'm a sour cream glaze guy fan. I go to Tim Hortons okay. about every day, so. <laughs> um, I lo- I like a good jelly filled. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. I love jelly filled. And the last question here is actually just for Shelby here, and that is: Does Shubs hate all non-technical wrestling? No. Um, there's a lot of Attitude Era stuff, especially like uh, Mick Foley and and The Rock. Uh, or Mankind in the Rock, I guess. Yeah. That fucking I Quit match that is just yeah. fucking amazing. That you gave five stars to, but you gave Ronda Rousey and Charlotte one. I did. Um, fucking tool. Rock and Austin, I mean, they're not really technical wrestling. Um, I just, a lot of the modern day shit, I just can't, I can't do. Apparent from tonight's review. Very, very true. Very true. We'll probably see that coming up on Money in the Bank, too. Oh God! If a ladder breaks, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stop watching. <laughs> it's like I don't feel like Me having too. the argument with you. <laughs> you know? 
Uh, all right, so that was all the questions. We haven't brought back Q&A in a while, so that was fun. Um, so now we're going to move on to our vintage picks of the week. This is where we usually tell you guys to watch a match, a show, a segment, a promo, something that we think that you should seek out and watch and check out. So, uh, Nick, what's your vintage pick of the week? Going all the way back to November 3rd, 1983 from Houston, Texas, it was a dog collar match between Junkyard Dog and Butch Reed. Oh, damn. Hmm. Um, this is going to be proof that I don't hate all non-technical wrestling. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom 13, Intercontinental Championship, Chris Jericho versus Tatsuya Naito. Specifically for Jericho just yelling, Naito! Naito! Like the whole match. It was fucking hilarious. Uh, mine actually comes from an episode of Raw, February 7th, 2000. 10-man uh, tag match. Uh, DX uh, of Triple H and Xbox teaming with uh, Perry Saturn, Dean Malenko, and Chris Benoit to take on Too Cool, Cactus Jack, and The Rock. Uh, it's not the best technical sound match, but the crowd really, really hypes this match up. That's like, when Kane comes out too, right? Yep. That's honestly the best part of that whole fucking match because they go insane when Kane comes. They go insane. I mean, they go insane the whole match. Yeah. I mean, uh, Grandmaster Sexy drops the leg drop. They go nuts. You know, fucking Perry Saturn hits a super kick. They boo. I mean, just the crowd reaction alone. Like I said, it's not a five-star match, but the crowd makes you believe that, like, this is the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah. You know? Um, I remember watching it on TV when it first happened. And I was like, this is insane, man. You know, and then watching it years later, you know, where I can actually watch the match, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it, it, again, it's not the most technical sounding match. Not a lot of arm bars happening here, you know, but it's a fun little match. And the crowd, you know, the crowd, like I said, if they didn't have the raw branding, you, if you just listen to the crowd, you would think like, is this a main event of WrestleMania? So <laughs> they make you believe it is. And it's fantastic. Right. Yeah. All right. There's the bell. So we know what that means. That signifies the end of the three-way dance wrestling podcast. Next week will be a little different because I will be, I will uh, be live via YouTube and you will be hearing uh, Nick and Shelby. We will still be recording uh, for our platforms, Amazon, Apple, and uh, Spotify podcast, but uh, the only difference is that we'll also be simulcasting it live, so you can come and listen, listen slash watch the podcast as it's being recorded. Uh, maybe we'll do a live Q and A if there's a, uh, uh, a demand for it. So that will be our big live episode that people have been wanting for some reason. I don't know why. Um, for Money in the Bank 2023, so be prepared for that. Um, so maybe we'll do something special for that. I don't know, uh, like a special game or something. Uh, we'll figure it out. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so until next time for Shelby and Nick, I'm yours version one. And remember, be breezy.